<laughs> Father, we thank you for the Word of God, and as we approach and just feast on the truths of Scripture, that you will just refresh us. Hallelujah. That faith comes by hearing and hearing your Word. And Father, as we are walking through this season and in this time in this season, so many are facing and suffering with various malady, and it's not the portion of your people. Your word says that healing is the children's bread, and as we delve into this, we want to reaffirm, reaffirm that in each one of our hearts and get it back and alive again as in those creative juices of life as we speak it and mutter the things of God over ourselves, our family, and this congregation that we're going to walk in that wellness that you've prepared for us. Amen? Amen. <clears throat> so um, healing is God's will for the believer. You have to be absolutely sure of that. Amen. So that's the first thing we're going to look at tonight. I want you to absolutely be assured healing is yours. Healing belongs to you. Amen. It's been provided for us. The Lord Jesus Christ destroyed Satan's power at the cross. And if you'll put Colossians 2.15 up there, bud, I appreciate it very much. Hallelujah. Colossians 2.15. He is, I'm sorry, I'm on the, Colossians 1.15 looks good too. Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. So I do want to come back to verse 11 with me. Come back to verse 11 with me of chapter 2. In him, say in him, you were also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands, by putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with baptism with him in baptism, in which you also were raised with him through faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead. And you, being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. Isn't that good? Yes. Having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. Amen? Hallelujah. Go to 1 John 3, 8. 1 John chapter 3, verse 8. <clears throat> I want to come. I want to pull it back a little bit to four. Eighth is eight. Verse eight is the highlight. But I like things more in a little bit of contextual flow. Verse four: Whoever commits sin also commits lawlessness, and sin is lawlessness. And you know that he was manifested to take away our sins, and in him there is no sin. Whoever abides in him does not sin. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Whoever sins has neither seen him nor known him. Little children, let no one deceive you. He who practices righteousness is righteous, just as he is righteous. He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. Verse 8 continued, For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Hallelujah. The Lord Jesus destroyed Satan's power at the cross. Interesting, in that language in Colossians, when it was saying the handwriting or certificate of debt was nailed to, to the cross. It's an inter interesting picture because that handwriting of requirements or certificate of debt was all the sins that you and I have, will commit on our tenure on the earth. Now, here's the interesting thing. When you go to a restaurant and you pay your bill, right, what do they do with it? They take it and they put it on a stake. <laughs> That's literally the same word for storos. 
It's storus. It means when that paper hits that stake and they push it down, paid in full. Hallelujah. Our certificate of debt, every sin, past, present, and even future, is already paid for under the blood of Christ. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, isn't that good? Hallelujah. Let's just thank you, Jesus. Amen. <laughs> All right. God desires that every Christian walk in the victory that Jesus obtained for them. However, many Christians are ignorant concerning their full redemption. They do not know that what Jesus accomplished, so they allow the devil to steal, kill, and destroy ignorantly. Now, I, I don't mean that in a derogatory way. You know, the Lord said in his word, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. So we, if we get born again, we could have, you know, we're entitled, Galatians talks about it, that all the blessings of God that are yes and amen in Christ, but Galatians says we are heirs of, the, of Jesus Christ. We're heirs of every benefit that he has uh, made pro, uh, possible for us and available to us. Amen. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Good church, preach back. Glory to God. Amen. Give me some feedback. You can live in health by being in Christ and walking in his victory over the enemy who brings sickness. Hallelujah. Sin and sickness were laid on Jesus at the cross. Let's go to Isaiah 53. Glory, glory, glory. Isaiah chapter 53. A familiar passage and passages of Scripture, but they are filled with Holy Ghost power. Filled with Holy Ghost light. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. So we're going to read verses 3 to 6. He is despised and rejected by men, talking about the Messiah, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Surely, he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. He was wounded for our transgressions, and he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was laid, was laid, past tense, laid upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Now, at this point, this is a word of wisdom and prophecy. Amen? It's a prophetic word. But it's already saying that it's past tense. So the key here is that in Ecclesiastes 3.15, it says, the things that are have already been. The things that will be have already been. And God requires an account of that which is past. Hallelujah. So he was the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. Amen? For the wellness of all men, for the salvation of all. Praise God forever. Amen. Now, let's go over this a minute. Look at verses 3 and 4. Did I get this uh, verse 6? No, I didn't. All right, let's read the Scripture first. Verse 6. We all, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him, Jesus, the iniquity of us all. Go to verse 10, please. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He was put, or he has put him to grief. When you make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the labor of his soul. This is Jesus, and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant shall justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Glory to God. Therefore, I will divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong. <laughs> Glory to God. He's going to divide the spoil with the strong. Hallelujah. Because he poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bore the sin of many, and many, and, and made rather intercession for the transgressors. Hallelujah! Right, don't you love Jesus tonight? 
He did all that for us. In verses 3 and 4, let's go here a minute. The word grief in the Hebrew, in verses 3, and he was a man of sorrows acquainted with grief. Grief in the Hebrew language means sickness, weakness, or disease. In the Hebrew, it's sickness, weakness, or disease. And the word sorrows means pains. Pains. Now, that can be applicable in, in, of course, physical pain. But the mental part or emotional part of pain is also a reality that we experience in life. It does come down and say the chastisement of our peace in verse 5 was laid upon him by his stripes we are healed. Now, the most translations say by his stripes, and they plural. The Hebrew says by his stripe. By his stripe. That's what the Hebrew says. But their view is one bloody mess. Hallelujah. That doesn't mean stripes is wrong. There were many stripes applied, but he was one bloody mess. That's how they recorded it for us. Hallelujah. Amen. So that we wouldn't have to suffer the same way that we would have without a Savior and a Redeemer. Amen. Praise God. In verse 10, it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. Now, that phrase, he hath put him to grief, in the Hebrew, again, means he has made him sickness and disease in our stead. He made that. He made him sickness and sick and diseased, rather. Amen? You with me? He became our substitute. Jesus bore your sicknesses in verses 4 and 10, and at the same time that he bore your sins, verses 6, 11, and 12. Hello, baby doll. Hello, Isabella. <laughs> Hallelujah. Suffer not the children. Glory to God. Why did he bear sickness and sin, saints? Why did he do it? To take them away so you would not have to bear them. Glory to God. <laughs> Jesus' stripes purchased and provide your healing in Isaiah 53, 5. Now go to 1 Peter 2, 24. This is the prophetic word almost 800 years before the Messiah comes. The Messiah comes and these things occurred to him. And then we have 1 Peter 2, 24. Peter writing about it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Faith cometh how? Listen, I'll tell you, our tolerance... Uh, Joe Jordan did a teaching in May of 1996 at Good News, and it was the three A's. He presented it as the three A's. And he said, the A's that I'm speaking of are accept, advertise, and admit. And he presented it this way, because Mom Goodwin, his his mother, spiritual mom in the Lord, and kind of like a grandmother to us a little bit for the time that we, we just were so blessed. <laughs> but he said this. Mom said this, Joe, don't lie on God. And when Mom spoke, it was bigger than E.F. Hunting. I'm telling you that right now. When Mama spoke, she said, don't lie on God. She said, people are sick, and they're getting all mixed up here because they're afraid to admit it because of what people may think. Sickness, Paul, the Bible says, Paul left Miletus in Jabip, was sick. And then he also said to Timothy, take some wine for your stomach when he was experiencing some sickness. And, you know, amen? So it's not, a, it's not a sin to be sick. It's a sin to remain sick. <laughs> it's missing the mark. It's not a sin to be sick, but we cannot tolerate it. It's not our portion. Jesus, our Father, paid a price for us. Now, listen, you don't get a cape in a phone booth with this. God 
there's, it's just like baby steps. There are growth periods in the Greek, five particular main ones. And most people, when we're born again, we become a pideon, pideon rather. It's a, an infant. It's a toddler Christian. And God loves on us just the same way we love on our kids. Amen. Remember when your kids got off and they began to take their first steps, they'd get up on the couch or get up on the chair and be standing there and they'd be wobbling and everything else trying to get their balance. And they'd launch off and mom would go, <gasps> you know, and dad would go, <laughs> and the mom's going, <gasps> you know, because they're, <laughs> but once they get the feel, you know, they get to moving. And before you know it, they're crawling or running. Once they start running, it's over. Mom's peace is now compromised. <laughs> Challenged at least, amen. <laughs> Same way with healing. Uh, I, I was sharing with, uh, matter of fact, Vincent Lydia on Monday, uh, March of 1995, I had never experienced a, a urinary tract infection, and I got out of nowhere. I had this UTI that was diagnosed five days after I had been on my back. I love the Word of God. I believe that I should prosper and be in health as my soul prospers. I believe that by his stripe I am healed. By his stripe I was healed. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. I just do. I really believe it. That This is like, I didn't know what in the world happened. I woke up the day after Carrie's wedding. I can't move. I mean, I, I can move a little bit, but I am on the bed. I am not getting out of this thing. Uh, had no idea what was going on. I had the sh I went from shakes to high sweats, and I mean flopping around in that bed like a flounder. I mean, and I was telling them, I said, I, and then I rebuked it. <laughs> yeah, filthy thing, get out, get out of my body in the name of Jesus. To the best I could, I had no strength. I woke up with literally almost no strength. And I'm rebuking. <laughs> Did you ever hear Jesse Duplantis' story when he stayed in, in somebody in a minister's home? Jesse was <laughs> he doesn't didn't he rarely did it, but an early part of his traveling career. Jesse said he was staying in the guest room and everything else, and he said he turned the lights off when he finally went to bed. And he always reads scripture before he goes to bed, like the word of God in my head and you know in my heart before I go to bed. And, he said, I was there, and I opened up my eyes, and across the room, I saw this object just kind of like going. Are y'all looking? Jesse saw this object in the bedroom. Like, and it looked, he, he couldn't tell what it was, and he said, in the name of Jesus, I command you to get out of here. And it didn't. And it just, like, stood still. And then once again, it would start moving a little bit. And he said, in the name of Jesus, this is a true story. This went on. He said, I was on, up almost all night. I was spitting, pleading the blood. In the name, I wouldn't go near that thing. In the name of Jesus. I mean, he just said, all night long. And he said then, the, you know, it began, the sun began to come up and shine into the room. He said it was a coat, trench coat on the hook back there. <laughs> And he said, every time the air conditioning hit it, it would go. <laughs> and he said, God, that's not right. That's not fair. He said, and he, he said, the Lord said, Jesse, that's the funniest thing I ever saw. <laughs> A trench coat just blowing back in the corner. <laughs> He bound that thing. He cursed it. He just pleaded in the blood, took authority, commanded it to flee, and that devil resisted him. <laughs> it was hilarious. I was doing that. I'm binding this sickness. I'm taking authority. I'm staying in the Word of God. And literally by day two, all I can do, I have my Bible open to Isaiah 53, and literally I have no strength very little strength. And I had Isaiah 53, and I opened it up. I could hardly speak it, but I wanted to speak it. He himself bore my sickness, carried my pain. The chastisement of my peace was laid upon you, Lord. By your stripe, I am healed. I was healed. I am healed according to 1 Peter 2.24. And I laid it on my chest. <laughs> Just laid there. 
I couldn't do anything else and give thanks. Four, five days. Five days, I guess, when I finally got to the doctor, and the doctor looked at me, he said, man, you've been suffering this for five, why'd you wait? I said, I couldn't get out of bed. He said, I'm going to give you something, and this thing's going to nuke anything that don't belong in your body. I didn't like the sound of that. I said, at this point, I don't care. Down the hatch. I had two other occurrences where I got hit with a UTI. Now, that can become, you know, some people start to get worried about multiple UTIs. I, I don't worry about it. <laughs> I mean, you use your head for more than a hat rack. Got to be wise. But and it happened again uh, several years later. Matter of fact, I was going, I was with a, a ministry team. We went to North Carolina to preach, and I'm the preacher. All of a sudden, like Tim reminded me, I'm in the car. And uh, we're going down there, and all of a sudden, I'm in the car, flopping like a, like a flounder out of water. I'm like, what in the world? In the name of Jesus. I mean, the brethren are praying. In the name of Jesus, don't give in to that thing. I'm not wanting to give in to this thing. Dear God, you think I want to ride down to North Carolina like this and feel like I've been hit by a Mack truck? Well, we got there, and I gave it my best shot. Hallelujah. I pressed through. <laughs> I didn't sense the anointing like I have at other times, but we got through it. Not five days, not six days, three days. Now, to me, I saw the power of God and the promise of God. Now, I was getting victory quicker and everything else. Amen. Now, listen, all these occurred while in the ministry. The next time I got hit with it, it was a, a, a day and a half. In the day, I got hit. But Joe's teaching was this, and I want to I read it to you. I have it back here. <clears throat> I wrote this baby down, and mom said, don't lie. Don't ever lie behind the pulpit. And it, the three A's were this. Don't accept disease or sickness. Don't accept it. Charles Capps said, uh, don't deny sickness. Charles Capps, great teacher. He said, don't deny sickness. Deny its right to operate in your body. Amen? Deny its right to operate in your bodies. Amen. If you have children, and of course, the little ones here, as parents, you are the authority figure in that house. If you're the covenant patriarch and matriarch in that home, you have every right to make sure that doesn't touch your child. Hallelujah. The devil may try, but you kick his butt from one end of that house to the other. And then ask, get him out the door. Remember, why do we kick him out the door so fast? We ought to tune him up a little bit. Anyway, well, let's go. The second A was this. Don't advertise sickness. Don't, don't accept it. Don't advertise it. A lot of people, when they're feeling, and it's not, it's not that you're suffering and it's real. You know, uh, and I'm, it doesn't mean like I'm not, the inference isn't, don't be plastic or hypocritical, but don't allow your emotions to get so into it that it's just a woe is me. Don't even get into a woe is me thing. Don't advertise the sickness. Number three, admit it if you're battling sickness. Admit it. Hallelujah. Because there's a multiple way that God has provided for you and I to be healed. Matter of fact, you can be suffering sickness in some way, shape, or form, and it may, you may need to confess your sin to somebody. Well, we're getting over to James. Confess your sins that you might be healed. Sin could be one of the problems. Amen? See, when sickness, when we're dealing with sickness and health and wellness, we need to appraise our life from the Word of God. Hallelujah. What's going on? What's up? You know, when your car is bad, especially the new ones now, they have a computer. They, they plug it in, and it, it will seek out and find out where the problem is with your, your automobile. Well, this is our computer. Hallelujah. We need to seek this thing out. Amen. And find out what's going on when we're battling different things. Amen. Well, that's good preaching, Pastor. Thank you. <laughs> huh? What, what's that doing? Mm-hmm. Mm. 
That's what they don't advertise. Yeah. That's a good don't. That's a smart don't. Amen. First Peter 2.24, I, I was there, and I, I, got, I got off into Jesse. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> that is one of the funniest stories. <laughs> and let's look at this. I'm not going to rush through this because I think we can really build this and take some time to address healing and teach it. Um, mm-mm-mm. Let's start with uh, well, verse 24. Let's just go right to it. It's speaking about the Christ who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness by whose stripe or stripes you were healed. So the provision for healing's already been accomplished. Hallelujah. That's good news. Amen. That's good news. Praise God. Now, what happens now? There can be a variety of reasons why think why sickness can it's just a it's a flaming missile. It's a it's a work of the enemy. Sickness is not from God. There's no sickness in heaven. Amen. It might be biological. It could be, a, they're saying, viral, bacterial, and all this stuff that's out here. We have to build our faith up. Listen, faith, the Word of God, is our immune system. You need, we need to think of it that way. The Word of God is our immune system. Feeds it and strengthens it. And, and I don't know if you ever guys ever heard this. Some of you will remember this. There was a medical doctor that did a study on the brain, particularly on the organ and the mind. And that was his area of expertise. He found out and proved, proved out with many people that did it, by praying in the Spirit one hour a day, just praying in the Holy Ghost, not the battling stuff, edifying yourself. Praying for one hour a day increases your immune system 30%. <laughs> oh, why should I pray in tongues? Why not? <laughs> Amen. Isn't that pretty awesome? That should be a great motivation. I mean, you're building yourself up on your holy faith. You're building up your immune system. Your whole being is benefiting from it. Glory to God. <laughs> By whose stripe you were healed. It's a past tense. It's already accomplished for us. So that's why we have to develop this resistance. And when sickness comes a knocking on the door, just like a FedEx package, don't accept it. And if it latches on to you, I'm just saying, this, I want to be real here. If it hits you, let's take the things that great men and women of God have taught us. Don't deny it. Refuse it. In the name of Jesus, resist the devil and anything he tries to hit us with, whether it comes through a demonic spirit, something that he's put out here in the curse, whether it comes through viral or bacterial package. Resist it in the name of Jesus. You know, uh, something Todd was talking about in this message, you know, he talked about the time when Paul was, uh, they had just had the ship and they got off the ship and it. You know, it was torn apart by the waves and everything else. Blah, 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 blah. They all got to the island safely. And a viper, they're building the fire, and the viper comes out of the fire and latches on to him, and it was a deadly snake. It was a deadly snake. He didn't say, in the name of Jesus, there's no record there. He just went, Shh, shook it off. He, that thing had no right to touch him in the name of Jesus. And that's, of course, when you read the book, read the testimony in the book of Acts, they're waiting for him to drop over dead, and they said he must have done something really bad, and he's being punished and judged for it. He shakes it off. Nothing. They're waiting for him to drop, and he just keeps on sharing the Lord God Almighty with them. Then they think, this guy's a God. Huh? Well, glory. Hallelujah. As far as God is concerned, you were healed when these stripes were laid on Jesus, and he was and is our substitute. Amen? 
So Christian, you are the house of God and God lives in you. Look at 1 Corinthians 3.16 with me. Say, I am the house of God. <laughs> Christ lives in me. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 16. You are the house of God. Say, I'm the house of God. Yeah. So, do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him, for the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. Hallelujah. Now, this is part of the governing in the, in, down here on the planet and learning, learning who we are because of whose we are. It really is. There's got to be a paradigm shift in our thinking where our tolerance for sickness is not. No, in the name of Jesus. Yeah, you know I mean, now you can be doing this and you may have gotten hit and you got. <coughs> <coughs> no, in the name of Jesus. And you may have snot running out your nose and everything else. I'm not just going to be plain here. And you may be a hacking. And you can stick a cough drop in there or something to make, you know, whatever else. In the name of Jesus, <laughs> no! In the name of Jesus Christ, I'm healed by the stripe of Jesus. You have no part in me. Healing is the children's bread. And you become a gaddling gum of the word. Amen. Amen. I'm serious. It will shorten that suffering period, if not deliver you immediately. Praise God. And I saw it. I, I said to Joe Jordan one time, I said, isn't it interesting when you see the parable of the seed and the, you know, the sower sowing the word, and some, uh, you, you see the three different effects, and then the fourth effect is the person that receives the seed in the good ground. And it brings a yield 30, 60, and 100 fold. Those who hear my sayings and do them. Amen? In the measure you use what, I, what you hear, it'll be measured to you. If you hear and don't use... Uh, you, do have a sca- a, uh, you do have a trump card. Call for the elders of the church. They'll come and anoint you with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise you up. Hallelujah. Amen. God doesn't want you to, be a, to go to heaven in pampers like I said on Sunday. He doesn't want you to go with the pens. He wants you to be a soldier in the Lord's army. Hallelujah. Disciple of the Lamb. Praise God. Meek, but yet not weak. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. <laughs> so you're the house of God. I am the house of God. I am his temple. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. The spirit of God dwells in every believer. Say this. I am the house of God. The spirit of God dwells in me. Almighty God lives in me. Hallelujah. I believe you. I'm kind of convinced that you guys believe that stuff. Go to John 10, 10. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. <clears throat> I like what Brother Copeland said one time. He, he was approached by some folks, and he was sharing the story, and they, he said this. Uh, he was asked a question. <clears throat> Brother Copeland, a person that happened to be, he was suffering was sickness, and was whatever. I, he didn't mention what the malady was. And they said, do you think I should go to a doctor? And he said, you already answered your question. Go to the doctor. If you had to say, do you think I should go to the doctor, go to the doctor. It's, there's no condemnation. Get the help you need. He said, but the day comes when it could be for various things. And I believe it, it really occurs this way. Uh, you know, when you, if you have one of the big East cancer or something like that or those kind of things, uh, people that, are, that get that report, that's devastating. That is a devastating report. And that's where you need the body of Christ and you say, not on our watch. That's not a one-man battle. Amen? 
the body of Christ come together and say, no, 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 in the name of Jesus Christ. And we cover that person with prayer. We command that cancer to leave their body. You know, Bill, uh, Redding, California, Bill Johnson, they, their church, the Lord put it on his heart, and he said they began to pray and decree over Redding, California. Redding is a cancer-free zone. They began to pray it and decree it consistently. They began to loose that out there in the name of Jesus Christ. And people began to get healed of cancer. Yeah, they would, and they, I, I don't want to exaggerate the report, but they are the reports. There is absolutely a shifting and changing in the climate and the atmosphere there regarding cancer in their city. Hallelujah. It's enough to make a mark. Amen. Hallelujah. John 10.10. 10. But let's come on back to verse 7. Jesus said to them, most assuredly I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal kill, and to destroy. I want to ask you a question. We've all had that time where we battled something, uh, some type of cold symptom or something. Amen? I'm not wishing that on you. I'm just saying in some way, shape, or form. What's the enemy, what's the design behind that? To rob us of a quality of life that's superior. In him, if, I, if in him we live and move and have our being, and if we are the temple of God, which we are, hallelujah. When's the last time? Didn't that feel good just saying that? I am the temple of the Holy Ghost. Almighty God lives inside of me. Hallelujah. Amen. I am that I am. <laughs> lives on inside of you and me. Amen. So the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life, those who put their faith, trust, and hope in him that they may have life and they may have it more abundantly. Hallelujah. That means sickness-free, disease-free, amen, malady-free, infirmity-free, poverty-free, glory to God. Amen. Well, how do you do that? How do, we, how do we do that? There's no magical wand here. A lot of times people think, well, that, that's my inheritance. See, when you get to the Word of God, let's just go here real quick. Go to Galatians, and I, Galatians chapter 3. I love this because it, it, it just puts things in a proper order and reveals that there is responsibility on our part as followers of Christ. There's a great responsibility on you and I to be students of the Word. In Galatians chapter 3, starting with verse 26, for you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Next verse, Bridge. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. <laughs> Glory! Have put on health, soundness. Amen. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. You have a right to the things of God. We have a right to the goodness of God. We have a right to the things that he's provided for us. Amen. 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 Say, I have a right. right. But here comes verse, chapter 4, verse (laughs) 1. Say, but. But. Now, I say that the heir, as long as he or she is a child. Yeah, chapter 4, verse 1, Rich, please. I say that the heir, 
as long as he or she is a child, does not differ at all from a slave, though he is master of all. Verse, verse 2, but is under guardians and stewards until the time appointed by the Father. Hallelujah. Even so, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. And because, church, you here tonight, because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Now, that verse in verse chapter 4, verse 1, we have, you talk about entitlement. We have entitlement by inheritance. <laughs> Amen. And the government backs it up, <laughs> the government of heaven. But it says this. That if we stay in a child mentality, a child mode, daddy, gimme, gimme, daddy, gimme, mommy, you know, gimme, 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 gimme. We are we have all this stuff prepared for us, but God in his wisdom has said, I'm not gonna give you what you're not mature enough to handle. Healing's my healing's my covenant, healing's my covenant. Get out of the pampers and learn how to fight the war. Amen. I just want to, I want to do it the easy way. I want the anointing to destroy the yoke and remove the burden. Just lay hands on me. Anoint me with oil. No. Put some war clothes on and get in the ditch. Get the word of God in your heart and in your mouth and pick up a sword and start wielding that thing. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. There's a time for you to. Oh, yeah. Look at it. Look at it. We got, we got a visual aid here. Hey. Hey. Hi, sweetie pie. Yes. Everything you need is provided. You don't have to work for anything right now except open your eyes and open your mouth. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's how we come into the kingdom. You don't think Papa enjoys us when we're that age, but he's got a goal. And it's for you and I to come into that mature place where creation's crawling up, crying out for you and I. And you know what? This is, I'm going to challenge you with this. Um, if by his stripe we are healed because we were healed, amen, that's, that's the reality. Things of the spirit are more real than the natural. Do not assess the things from our mind and let our mind drive this journey. Let our spirit, man, declare and decree, determine. Amen. Have the resolve. It's spiritual first, mental second, physical third. Amen. We get into this place. Healing's going to be more employed, more experienced, more enjoyed. Amen. Let me see where we're at time-wise. Yes, thank you, God. Abundant life. The Greek word as life uh, of for life is zoe, and it means the life substance of God. The life substance of God. The Father has life zoe within Himself. It is His nature, substance, and being. Look at John five twenty six. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. In him we live and move and have our being. In him we live and move and have our being. Make a joyful noise, sing unto the Lord. Tell him of his love, your love, and dance before him. Make a joyful noise, sing unto the Lord. Let some of the oldies but goodies are coming. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> John five twenty six. For as the Father has Zoe in Himself, so He has granted the Son to have Zoe in Himself. Hallelujah! In Him was life. John four, John one verse four. In Him was life, and the life is the light of men. Hallelujah. If we're in Christ, Zoe, we are born again. We have Zoe life, God's life in us. Amen? 
So by, by virtue of the DNA that we're born again of, we have every right. And I'm going to say we have the right, but we also have a responsibility to stand. We have to learn how to resist the devil, and he must flee. It doesn't say he might flee. He says he will flee. Amen? <clears throat> so, uh, well, let's, let's, let me wrap this up in a few minutes. This life is something that comes to abide within a person's spirit at the new birth. And let's reflect on that a minute. First John 3, as we wrap this, come to the conclusion of this for tonight. First John 3. I hope you're enjoying this. Shakata, a healing burger. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> no points. No points for this. Hallelujah. First <laughs> John 3, 14 and 15. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. He who does not love his brother abides in death. Whoever hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life in him. Amen? So uh, let's look at, uh, go over to chapter 5, 1 John 5, 11 and 12. 1 John 5, verse 11. Thank you, Rich. <clears throat> Verse 11, this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. One evidence of eternal life being in us, Zoe life, is that we love each other. Jesus said, by this all men will know you're my disciple by your love for one another. Amen. And the love is the evidence of Zoe. Glory to God. And this life is in his Son. Verse 12. Let me make sure. I, yeah. And he who has the Son has life, Zoe. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. Anybody in here have the life of God tonight? Hallelujah. Let's celebrate that. Let's celebrate the reality that healing is our portion, healing is for us, and we're going to have quite a few weeks here. We're going to delve into this, I, I suppose, as we go into this. Amen? We're going to build this again because we're going to walk in it. Because we need to be this dispensers. If healing lives in us, if Christ lives in us, healing lives in us. Amen. Amen. So the assault is against the earth suit. The, the assault of sickness is on that earth suit. And we have to say, wait a minute, I'm God's property. Hey, <laughs> no, you're no squatters here. No squatters on this property. This property is marked. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But... Actually, you engage. You, you exhibit and exude authority, responsibility. No, not, in the, in, not against my body, not against my mind, not against my family, not against the congregation in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen? Praise God. I'm going to stop there. Hallelujah. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we treasure the Word of God and, we, and the fellowship of the saints. We treasure the zoe of, of, of God, hallelujah, that substance, the very substance and essence of your life that abides in us richly. Father, we thank you for victory over every challenge, victory over every infirmity, every malady in the precious name of Jesus. And Lord, we thank you that the word of God as it unfolds, the increase comes 30, 60, and 100-fold, hallelujah. But, Lord, even to get the 30, there had to be a 5. There had to be a 10. There had to be a 15, a 20, a 25, and a 30. I know those things are significant in the math of God and, Father, that there's reason and purpose. But for the saints' hearts and for them to absolutely comprehend that there is a path for victory, and the more you walk on it and you take that place of authority and decree the Word of God, we go from glory to glory, from from fruitfulness and to a greater fruitfulness to an overflowing fruitfulness of everything you have promised in your word in jesus precious holy name thank you for it amen, amen. praise god now this is what i said to joe one time 
Joe Jordan, as we, we were talking, and God's used Joe in the healing ministry and miracles for years. And I said to Joe, I said, Joe, and we were talking about healing. I said, if people, if the church, we the church, speaking, including myself in it, if we the church get the word in, into our heart, and the way we do that is getting it in our mouth, right? as we meditate and we speak it and then begin to execute authority and use the authority and responsibility God's given us, the power of God in our speaking and our decreeing. I said, isn't 5% a little bit better than no percent? Now, I, I wasn't making an excuse for Christians to stay prisoner to a low, a low quality of life because Jesus said, I came to give you life abundant. So, but that's, see, that's where you and I, we need to set our sails. We have to have a goal, a physical goal. What is a physical goal in, you know, in our tenure here on the earth? That our body, the temple of God, will glorify him. So we've got to use our head more in a hat rack on what we eat. We have to do things that, God, you know, that, are, that we know from the multitude of counselors or safety. There's exercise to raise the good cholesterol in our bodies. Amen. There's, there's stuff you and I need to do, and it's called work. Amen. <laughs> Amen. It's called stewardship. It's called responsibility. And great joy comes out of it. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, keep the word in your heart and your, mind, your mouth. Keep the word of God. Pray over the family. Remember this. And uh, I, I challenge the church, every member of the church. <laughs> I call you, I call it, uh, how do you say that? Well, I'll, I'll call us all on the carpet. September of 2007, God gave us a mandate here in this house to pray and decree Psalm, Psalm 91 and Psalm 23 every day over the family, your family and over this congregation. Amen. Now, I'll tell you what happens to me when I start seeing, uh, you know, just a lot of sickness or a lot of fights in that arena. I'm thinking, okay, the ball's been dropped. Somebody, you don't have to confess tonight. If you want to, come on up here in the altar. No, I'm, I'm, I'm serious as a heartbeat. That was a mandate from heaven. And when it came out, I literally shook on the inside. It, was, it was, had that kind of authority. It was given in love. But it, it hit me to, the, to my core. And I thought, God Almighty. Because I had a good idea of what those two Psalms, you know, carried but my thought back in 2007 was lord what is coming down the pike that you want us to have that so richly planted in our hearts and in our families and for this house what's coming down the pike a thousand may fall to my side ten thousand my right hand but it shall not touch me hallelujah now listen i i don't want to see a thousand at my side and ten thousand at my right even if it could occur, why is it in the book? Right. 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 So, he's good. Hallelujah. And he's a great big God. <laughs> Amen. God bless you.